This podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Black Acres Roastery. Black Acres Roastery is an artisan coffee roaster located in the Highlandtown district of Baltimore. Every roast, they strive to bring out the best qualities in unique coffees from around the world. They ethically source beans and curate roasting profiles that provide each cup of coffee a story. My favorite is Midnight Train, a dark roast with notes of cocoa nibs, grand cracker, and stone fruit. Delicious. Also, check out their cold brew. Temperatures are changing, so cold brew is going to be in effect. So stay woke and check out their website, www.blackacrescoffee.com. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Heart. I am your host, Rob Lee, and my next guest is a genre-bending lyricist, vocalist, composer, producer, and activist. We have Niru, the fourth Fuji. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I had to get the full, I had to get... I had to get each E in there. I'm, I'm happy we're able to get this in. It's, it's a lot of E's in there. We get all of the E's. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So how, how are you today? How is everything going on this steamy uh, Friday afternoon? Oh, it's, 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 it's good. I'm, I, I woke up this morning, made a smoothie, you know, got some, some business out the way. That's good. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a good day. It looks like the weather is finally breaking. So I think that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, hopefully uh, people can get out and, you know, it's a lot of stuff that it feels like it's slowly coming back and stuff that we've missed, um, whether it be like festivals and live music around like like other people. So as we get right. into that, I, I want to talk about that a little bit, but also I want to talk about your um your background as a creator. So um, could you, because I, I gave all the superlatives that I got from the bio, but um, describe <laughs> which describe your style, your creative approach and a few words for us, for those who are uninitiated. Um, hmm, I guess it's, it's really hard to explain. It's, uh, I, I feel like it would, easy, it would be easier for me to kind of show, but um, I would say it's definitely original intriguing and impactful um i don't know like uh i blend so many different genres into one sound to kind of create my own genres that makes sense yeah um and you can't really put your finger on like where or like what my inspirations is because i have so many different sounds i can do so many different things you know what i mean so um but not even just on the music tip just as far as like you know, I, I also model. I do model stuff here and there. Um, and I'm also really just into, like, instilling knowledge of self into the youth and um, just people that's coming up. And for the people that's going to be here when we're gone, you know, it's going to uh, take over for the future. So, um, yeah, so... As, as, what, was, as, what was the question again? I oh no, 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 no! Yeah, no. Just this, describing your style, and I think you you covered on covered it. And I think what I what I take out of it is you're 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 a deep individual. You're you're a thoughtful individual. You put thought in what you're doing, and and just having that yeah. um, not to sound corny, but having that third eye open as to what's going on around you and what's happened before you, yeah. and what may be happening in the future. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, it is a lot of death that comes to just the, uh, the type of music that I make, my message, even down to my style. So to really put like words to it is kind of, you know, it's kind of hard, but, you know, I kind of I try to you know explain it the best way that I can. Then, I mean, when this so. post goes up, there's going to be a bunch of pictures because, as you put it, it's, it's, it's hard to do <laughs> the words. You got to have that visual there. So we're, we're going to make sure that's all mm -hmm. set. Um, 
Aside from the, the work that, that you do, your music or what have you, and some of your projects that you've been associated with, um, because it's, it's, it's more immersive in, instead of just one area. You touched on, you know, you, you do the modeling stuff on occasion and you're hitting each facet of that kind of musical component. And there's a visual aspect mm-hmm. there too. Um, but let's, let's talk about songs a little bit. Aside from your own work, what songs have had you like completely mesmerized? That, I mean, it, it, you know, like that songs that hit you and you're like, all right, that's something there. I like that. This is stuck mm. in my head. Wow. Yeah. Um, growing up, I would say, I, uh, of course, like my family was like into church and um, like in a church heavy. So like I would, was listening to like a lot of um, gospel. Um, my father exposed me to like a lot of funk. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would say, like, Bootsy Collins and Funkadelic definitely um, caught my eye a lot. And just even down to their lyrics, like, they created their own languages sometimes, it seemed like. Um, so, uh, that really interested me. Um, so, I would say them definitely. Um, but more recently, or I would say that kind of helped mold, like, me as an artist. I would say, like, Black Hippie definitely, definitely um, from Section 80 to... Um, control system, uh, schoolboy Q, like all of those guys definitely had a hand in um, help creating. Um, I would say help me uh, become more of a like a lyricist. Um, I really was into like Wiz Khalifa growing up too, like his earlier stuff. Um, of course, Cushion Orange Juice and all that. But I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know. Um, Let's see. It's a couple guys, though. Like, I, I really, really like what FKA Twigs was doing earlier mm-hmm. um, in her career. Like, a lot of the different sounds she was creating was crazy. Uh, same with James Blake, um, Kilo Quiche. I listen to a lot, a lot of underground music. So I like that, that two weeks. Don Kennedy Yellow album, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was this podcast yeah. I used to do called um, I Put You On To. And I would hit on like, just, I, I, I didn't listen to the radio. I was always on that piff. Like, y'all need to get this new thing. Mm-hmm. Let me put this out there. And it was like <laughs> kind of before a lot of these people kind of blew. And we're talking like mm-hmm. 2009, to, 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 between 2009 and 2011. And just seeing like where they went, you know, like that thing of like, this is where you were at mixtape. This is where you were at with EPs and things like that. And then where you went, once you got that deal and it's like how things change. And it's like some of them regrettably I've, I've not, not listened to anymore. Like I was like, I'd rather go back and listen to your old stuff or have you like, and you're touching on like Wiz Khalifa, like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to the early stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a slight right. against yeah. any of the current stuff, but it's just like, this is more of what I, what I look for from this artist. Um, right. Exactly. So, so speaking of, um, as an artist, what are some skills that you've had to unlearn that you may have utilized in your, your, your personal life or your career early as a creator and an artist? And what are some things that you've had to unlearn to progress? Um, honestly, for me, I would say overthinking, um, just because of like the type of music that I do, uh, it's easy for me to kind of get caught up in like, I guess the trend or like what other people is doing or trying to be like relatable or, um, you know, like those types of things. So Mm -hmm. I feel like just in general, just overthinking, um, 
you know, um, writing as far as like even recording, if you was to like go to the mic and do something, that first thing that you do, a lot of the times, the first idea, the first breath that come out your body, like that's, you know, what you need to keep, you know, but mm-hmm. a lot of times we might overthink it and do it like three, four, five, six different times. And it's still not what we want. And then end up going back to the first version anyway, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, that definitely, and being patient and persistent. So like, that's the most important part, persistence, consistency, and, you know, being patient, um, especially when you're doing something different. It's going to take a little second for everybody to catch on and catch up. But if you, you know, knock at it long enough, it, it'll happen, you know? So it's like, I'm not slowing down for you. I, I just like got to catch up. <laughs> yeah. You know, type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. I, um, like it's funny. Like you talk about that and doing something that's different. Like everyone is a podcaster. Everyone's doing this different stuff. And there's so many people that hit mm-hmm. me. Hey, hey, can you plug me in and all of this? And I, I have a pretty long uh, elephant. Like I have a long memory <laughs> and, uh, you know, they say <laughs> elephant never forgets. Right. And I remember right. when I got started in this in my nascent stages of being a podcaster, I used to hear all types of junk. Like what are you in your mom's basement just recording by yourself? And it's just like, y'all going to catch up eventually. And this is going to be something right. that really, really pops mm-hmm. because it's DIY. People see it as an opportunity to do, to get their stuff out there. And I want to say mm-hmm. it's industries that have suffered due to like COVID, as I touched on earlier, like, you know, live things are kind of like well, on life support, you know, and stand up comedy mm-hmm. on life support. And people want to be personalities and a podcast seems like a very easy way to do that and to kind of get their their stuff out there and make themselves um, still relevant to a potentially new audience um, right so what this, now this is this might be a challenging one because i feel like i already got it from you that you're you're an audiophile you're a music person obviously um mm-hmm. What was the first album? Legitimately album? We're not doing mixtapes here. We're not doing, yo, somebody dubbed this for me. Um, what was the first <laughs> album that you owned and how did you obtain it? Wow. Um, the first hardback, like, <laughs> album, I would say probably Changi. Like, like eight ball or something like that. Like it was, it was one of those. It was hard though. Like, like the whole setup was crazy. Like, of course it had the lyrics and the booklet and everything, but no, like I, I want to, I want to say it was Chingy and I got it for Christmas. (laughs) Powerball. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. With the single ball of baby. (laughs) Yo. Yep, I'm a baller. Yep, that, that was the one. Yep. <laughs> that was the one. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. That's Interesting. Great. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I, I got corny <laughs> shit. Like, I got like, I, I, what was it? I feel like, no. See, I used to go to like the flea market, the Batapsico joint, and I would go to the legit, they was clearly stolen, but legit, like get the real CD joints, not the fakes. And I remember I went there <laughs> and I got like the one that I bought with my own money. It was like QB's finest, you know, friggin' Nas's group. <laughs> <laughs> and what? I was like, yo, this is fire. 
Classy. It was not. It was, not. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild bucks. Damn. So damn. Not you bought it with your own money. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, because um the first thing I got like to make myself sound super old, um, was uh Wu Tang Forever. Uh, I got it for my birthday one year, and I remember my dad shaded it. He was like, What's this wine and shit? It's a lot of wine on here. What's this? This ain't rap. Hey, yo. <laughs> he, he, he shaded my birthday oh, present. He, he took it out of the tape player. He's like, We ain't listen no more. This was like, Yo, can I, can I get my birthday present? Listen to this no more. Right. <laughs> so I read that um, wow. you've shared stages because we, we were talking a little bit earlier about like just missing like being out there being around live music and just people kind of doing mm-hmm. their thing it's it's a certain energy that you can't replicate with um, a live stream without people being there like i've seen it with wrestling i've seen it with just different things when you don't have the audience there or that full capacity of what that situation should look like something is lacking that spirit is just not there in the same way it would be otherwise yeah, yeah. So I read that you shared the stage with the likes of The Roots, IDK, Odyssey, Danny Brown, and your style has been described as being reminiscent of Lauryn Hill. So for you, what's next and what do you want to accomplish, you know, in the next few years as we're right now, as we're coming out of, you know, the last year? What do you want to accomplish in the next few years? Hmm. Um. So that's a good question. Um, I have an album coming later on this year that I'm planning to release by, um, like, October. Um, and that will be called Greater Than, with, a whole, like, a few different, um, like, special appearances and features and stuff. But in general, like, <clears throat> I feel like up until this point, I have ac- accomplished, like, a lot. Um, like, last year, even down to, like, the Color Studio um, publication, so like moving forward, I'm definitely trying to get the in studio colors, colors, um, you know, uh, performance and everything. And I feel like that would be exactly what I need to kind of propel Baltimore and mm-hmm. just to, you know, put more light on us. I definitely feel like this is a good time right now. We getting a lot of, um, you know, publicity and everything, but I feel like it's, it should be shared in, in all aspects, just as far as sounds and, you know, like, it's, it's weird for me because, like, when people ask me where I'm from and I say Baltimore, like, they're, like, totally caught off guard, you know. So I want to be able to, like, show that it's more than just one sound coming from here. It's more than just one one style coming from here. You know what I mean? Like, they do, or Baltimore do breed other, you know, species of, of sets of people you feel me so um i feel like that's that's really one of my goals but in general like i said the color studio and studio performance that would be love even down to the sway like when i was on sway i did the i was on um getting the game but i wasn't able to do the in-studio um interview because of corona you know so it would be nice if i would you know um they made me a uh i'm sorry they made me a um a sway resident. So I, you know, soon I'll be able to go, you know, on there for the actual in-studio interview. Um, so just moving forward, I'm just, I'm just ready to propel and be able to go to the next level, the next platform with my music, as far as the fashion, even down to like, like I said, my activism and stuff. Um, I want to be able to like 
you know, speak to the kids and, and talk to them and just show them different as well. So that's really one of my biggest goals, creating generational wealth, um, owning properties and in like the quote unquote good areas or the gentrified areas yeah. and, you know, making more opportunities for people like us. That's, that's like one of my biggest goals. So. That, that's that's major. And I think like, you know, you're, you're right. It's a very advantageous time. People are looking. And my thing is always it, when the eyes and the spotlight and all of that stuff, the attention is in, in that direction. And what are you going to do with it? That's what I always go with. And it's just like, mm-hmm. try to do good with it. Try to do good. Try to do good. And you right. see you're, the thing that you said that I really keyed in on was, um, just having something different, having an alternative. Like once upon a time, mm-hmm. I did about four hours of radio um, for, this is when Catherine P was still in office and I interviewed her at the beginning, which was very interesting. I'll tell you about that after we're done with this interview. <laughs> but um, I, pretty much every rapper that got on there, it was like, mostly like, it's maybe... It was probably about 20 rappers I talked to. It was mostly that was some talent showcase. And just mm-hmm. all of them just trying to sound unique, but they all were kind of saying the same thing with the exception of maybe three of them. And the, the three is like, oh, wow. we had a longer conversation. They were in this kind of, I got something unique. And it's like, I already peeped them as being nerds. I was like, all right, we're on the same gang. And, but everyone else <laughs> was like, yo, my struggle, my struggle. That's like, it's not a, not a, not a knock on it, but we right. heard that we we get that and what makes your struggle different from his struggle than different from that struggle but when you're saying that we right. have more here than just the the thing that we're we're hearing so much of that's the thing that really interests someone like me um it's like mm-hmm. what makes you unique what makes you have crossover appeal you're going to have an audience you're going to have a niche and all of that but what gives you crossover appeal and you got it i mean i i think i'm because I, you know one of the things that kind of had me super excited about this interview, I remember seeing you in one of those like publications in and around the city. I think it was like the weekend joint or maybe even the, the city paper when that was still around. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm interviewing you. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this is, this is going to be cool. Cause you know, it's that thing of, I've seen you in print before. I've seen you printed on paper. I'm going to interview. I'm going to talk to you. Wow. So it's kind of that full circle moment for it. me. Totally. Yeah. So what what do you hope listeners take away from this interview and take away from your work? What do you want listeners, if you were to key on key in on and say, look, specifically, this is what you need to know about the Nehru? Um honestly, like I say this all the time and I I know it to be fit because like people tell me all the time, like it's really hard to read me, just in general. Um, so like, I really, I, I want people to take away whatever they take away from it, as long as it's pro- provoking, provoking thought, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's literally all that I've ever wanted, you know? Um, it's just to provoke thought, especially now with everything that's going on, we're being bombarded with all types of propaganda. Um, so just, you know, being able to let people know like, Hey, it's okay to, you know, think a little differently, ask questions, ask questions, please ask questions, you know, <laughs> that's very important. Check, 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 you know, like just, just check the checkers, just keep checking and <laughs> just keep going. Um, you know, like never stop like 
wanting to learn, never stop like having a hunger for, for learning. Um, like I'm the type of person we might like have a, a hour long conversation about something. And then I just whip out a book about it and be like, yeah, just take this, what you read it. And then like the next time we like, just give it back to me and we'll like talk about it, you know? So mm-hmm. like I, I feel like it's really, really like important. It's imperative, especially now to just think for yourself. Yeah. We we have a lot of, you, you talked about the propaganda thing. And I think we want to say Wainsland, you might be an air sign. I don't know. I'm getting that vibe. I don't know. Uh, but. You said air sign vibe? Yeah. Are you an air sign? No, I'm actually a Sagittarius. Uh, okay. My, my parents are Sagittarius, yeah. both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Both? <laughs> was, wow. Both of them. Both? both of them. That's interesting. Okay. They're both cusps, though. It's like Sag Cap cusps. Again. Oh, okay, A story okay, for okay. another time. <laughs> um, wow. But I mean, yeah, no, knowledge is to, to be shared. And there is a lot of propaganda out there and a lot of things where people aren't thinking for themselves. And, you know, it's a lot of stuff that we consume that definitely has an impact on how we operate the the feedback cycle of if is my stuff good right am i getting this many downloads am i getting instead of sales by the way right am i getting this many likes on a post is this person contacting me and we have all of these different things that determine what is considered viable and valuable content or contact and that has a impact on how we go about things but you know, we have to just be able to find out these things on ourselves and get back to real, real, like, like reality, you know, the, these real mm-hmm. things. And I think technology is, we, I think we've seen in this last year that technology can do things when it's overused. You need, it, it has to be a part of mm-hmm. your diet, but not, it's, it's, it has to be a part of your diet, but not like junk food. You know what I mean? Like it has to be looked at like junk food, but in the same way you can't be consuming so much social media. Like you can't be consuming all of that McDonald's. I don't eat McDonald's, but I'm just saying. Right. Exactly. No, you, you are what you eat and that goes with everything, you know, like from the music to what you watch on TV to what you put in your body, you know, so you say subconsciously. So you saying I can't listen to a bunch of like rap songs about dudes killing people. And then, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> and I mean, to each his own. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, I'm not promoting it. You know, like I, I feel like it's it's balance, like yin and yang. You can't do too much of anything. You know. I agree. So, what the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Even down to the music, like I mean, I don't. I listen to all types of stuff. Like I, I could literally go from like Maxo Cream to. <laughs> literally uh, uh-huh. like anybody you know so like um like I, i'm not gonna make it seem like i you know I, I i tell people all the time like i don't know why people think i listen to erica by all day it's like nah you feel me but like also it's a balance like it's a balance you feel I mean, me so you know what yeah. we're gonna we're gonna ask that question like so question you a spotify person or you apple music title what do you what are you getting your music from so right now spotify because I have like a few different like playlists for my moods. So okay. right now I would say Spotify. But if I wanted to listen to like older stuff, like uh-huh. if I wanted to like feel like I was in high school and remnants and, uh-huh. you know, do all that type of stuff, I would go to SoundCloud. 
So SoundCloud I, literally has everything. <laughs> I got SoundCloud on my joint. We're going to do a quick experience. This is the first time, by the way. So do you have your phone handy? Of course you okay. do. You're, you're a millennial. Yeah. Of course you do. Um, go to that little <laughs> last liked songs. Go to your library and look at your last liked songs. The last five songs, name them. All right, let's see. See, this is a wild social Play experiment. What? Uh-huh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, last, last five like songs. Yeah. Misty, Currency. I get it. Um, uh-huh. That's off his new, his new project. Uh, Kelly, you just rushed. Mm. You sent me flying. Cherry, Amy Winehouse. Trampoline, Ace Hood, and you're not gonna believe this one, but Walsh and Powder Money by OJ, the Juice Man. Nice. <laughs> I, 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 you're, you're, I don't think you're gonna know any of. I know a few of yours. I don't think you're gonna know any of mine. I'll share because I don't want to put you on the spot like that. No, you good. You good. No, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I got, I got to share it. I got to share it. Um, I have friends on here by Houdini is the most recent song that I've liked because it was in a oh, Corona okay. commercial last night. <laughs> um, I have Useless by Omar Apollo. That's a fire track. Uh, Look Into My Eyes by George Lamond. This is when I was in my freestyle phase. I was just listening to like, oh, snap. A Latin freestyle playlist just came on. Baby Don't Go by <laughs> FFWD. And the last one is um, How Can We Be Wrong by Trenere. So yeah, I, I wow. I gotta, so I gotta well. listen to that. Yeah, yeah, you know, okay. I try to have yeah. a diverse palette when it comes to my music, you know, consumption. No, it definitely sounds like it. Yeah, I used to do. Um, yeah, I'm gonna check some of those I used to burn copies of like like CDs, um, and they would not have any set rhyme or reason. It's not like yo, let me put my workout playlist on on my you know, black uh, Air Force One's playlist, because, you know, that's a playlist. Um, I I would, <laughs> it would be a little bit of everything when I used to just call it mad shit. It was just like, just it's mad shit on that, man. And it would just be at that maximum, I got like 78 minutes of random songs in there, just going to that YouTube to MP3 converter and getting busy. Yo, no games. Yeah, <laughs> that was it back in the day, though. Absolutely. Like I remember LimeWire and like having an MP3 player and you know having literally just like a mixture of all different types of songs. You don't know what from what mixtape, what yeah. album. Like even to this day, like it's so many like loose like uh, Yo Gotti and like Gucci songs that I could probably never find because yeah. <laughs> I don't know the name. It's like, yeah, that's number six right there. Um, you know the one when he was talking about you know <laughs> okay. slap somebody with some orange juice. It's like what? Uh, so, real. so sliding back, I have a few more questions and uh, this, this has been fun. I like it being lax. It's a nice way to wrap up a Friday. Um, yeah, yeah. So from your vantage point, right? Um, describe what's special about Baltimore. What is it, what's special about being an artist here, growing up here? What's special about Baltimore for you? Um, Honestly, like just the culture here, uh, the history is very rich in history. Um, I think it's really beautiful to get in bed because people try to make it seem like, you know, like um, Baltimore is so bad or just like the the violence here, you know, it's high and all of those things. 
as far as the violence and stuff, like we do have a history with like some of those things. But for whatever reason, people are still so interested in like the city, you know, they're interested in the people that's in the city. Um, so I feel like, I feel like, like I said, it is definitely beautiful, um, the good and bad. Um, and it, it, it exerts a balance. Like, I know I said that a lot throughout this interview, but I feel like that's very important. Um, you know, it's, it's beauty and, and, you know, even, even in some of the worst places here, it's so much beauty, you know? So even if you think about Pennsylvania Avenue and what that was, you know, like in the early fifties and sixties. Um, so like, it's, it's so much, it's rich in, it's very rich in, uh, history and, it really breathes a lot, a lot of uh, genius, geniuses and talented people. So, you know. Well, I mean, I'm talking to one right now. So, you know, that's, that's how it goes. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, Appreciate that. <laughs> definitely. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the, the key thing about it, uh, the light dog, the duality of it, the, the good and the bad, the ugly and the beautiful, I think you can't mm-hmm. recognize the other without having one of them. So like, if you don't have exactly. something that's ugly, you can't see something that's, you can't appreciate beauty. Mm-hmm. So the exactly. last, and I feel like that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. Uh, so the last thing that I have for you, the last question I have for you is um, now I'm going to preface this. I'm not going to steal it. Okay. I just want to let you know this. <laughs> What is okay. the most useful thing that you own? Huh, um, the most useful thing that I own right now, I would say I've been collecting seeds forever, probably since like 2014. Okay. So I have like a bunch of just like fruit and vegetable seeds, weed seeds, <laughs> apples, pears, tomatoes, um, all types of stuff. So I feel like that's probably, probably the most, you know, important thing that I have right now. It would probably be smart for me to start putting it into action (laughs) and putting it in in soil. But um, yeah, I think that's the most useful thing that I have right now. So what's the significance in, 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 in collecting the seeds and kind of uh, putting, cultivating that? Um, Just because I felt like I might need them at some point. I collect a lot of stuff, like um, <laughs> like rare coins. I have like a, a bunch of like fifty cent coins and uh, like um, dollar, like the gold dollar coins. Yeah. Um, I collect coins in general just because they're made out of silver and copper and you know things like that. So yeah, that's I'm really big on on that type of stuff. So I'm not going to steal the seeds, but I will steal the coins. So, um, yeah. Yeah, collect some <laughs> coins, man. Just in case the dollar fails. You know, you got some copper, you got some silver, you can trade. Yeah, it's I mean, a thing. You know, when they, when they said, you know, the emergence of like cryptocurrency and all of that, I was like, you know, money's not real, guys. You know, I just wanted to have that thing out real. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it hasn't been backed by gold forever. So, you know. Right. So, I mean, I, when I get my gold teeth, nah. see, I'm going to be the richest. <laughs> nope. Nah, nah. As much as I smile, as much as my teeth are going to be out, I'm, people are going to be annoyed. It's like, can you put your fronts away? Nah. No, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to corporate meetings with my wild fronts in and a shaved head. I'm going to look like a rap caricature. Um, hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. 
So, so this is this has been a lot of fun. Um, this is a point of the podcast where I like to give my guests an opportunity to one. I like to thank them and thank you for coming on to this podcast. And um, two, I want to give you the opportunity to shamelessly plug your social media website, anything that you want to plug to tell people where to find you. So have at it. And thank you again. Of course, all that good stuff. This is Niru, the fourth Fuji, the fourth of the Fujis. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, all of those things. Niru, the number four, T-H. Um, you know, Spotify, all of the music platforms and stuff. That's Niru, the full Fuji. I just dropped a lyric video for Desaline's Dissemination. That's a song off of my um, most recent project called The Almanac, and that's featuring Detronada and Il Camille. So y'all should go go ahead and, you know, check that out. Enlightenment areas out as well. Yeah, this, been, this has been fun. Appreciate you having me. Well, thank you, Niru. Um, so... For Niru, the fourth, the, the fourth Fuji. You got to put the extra E's in it. It's all about the E's. I'm Rob Lee saying there's art, there's art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. <laughs>